In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Truly he is risen. Since the beginning of time, since the beginning of the world, every age, every society, every culture has had its challenges when it comes to following God and following his truth as it has been revealed. And I know we hear this often, but it changes almost daily, so it bears repeating that our society, our culture in today's times is dominated by a self-seeking, secular, humanistic religion, if you will, where it is all about I, all about me, a very egotistic, selfish, self-serving, in many respects, society. And as a consequence, not just now, but throughout the history of the world, but it seems that it is increasing to us the challenge to the truth, the challenge to our Christian faith, to our Orthodox Christian expression of the faith is under assault, not just being challenged, but is directly under assault. So why do I mention this? Because as always, there are lessons to be learned from the gospel passages and from the epistle passages that are presented. And here we find ourselves the third Sunday of Pascha or two weeks after the celebration of the resurrection where we remember the myrrh-bearing women, the Midophores, and the righteous Joseph of Arimathea. Both the group of women that are remembered today and Joseph at great risk and with great courage went to the tomb. Joseph to ask for the body of Christ as we heard in the gospel passage from Mark and the myrrh-bearing women who didn't just show up on the scene but as we heard over Lent and especially during Holy Week were among his trusted disciples his closest friends and confidants, these myrrh-bearing women, some who are named and others who are not. But as we read from this gospel, while we know that the disciples fled, many of them fled in hiding. Some, as we know from Peter, denied Christ. And others who were not part of the twelve but were part of the 70, also fled and hid in fear. But it was these murmuring women, this group of not just followers of Christ and friends of Christ, who loved him deeply and dearly. And even though not, even though not immediately, began to understand and to put in their hearts the message of the truth that Jesus Christ 
preached and taught and brought to the world. They were witnesses to the faith. We know from scripture that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And such it is with our faith as Christians and the Orthodox Christian expression of faith. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not a collection of man-made rules or traditions or teachings. It is the truth, the truth that God had through the prophets revealed over centuries to the people waiting for the Messiah and then revealed in his fullness by becoming one of us in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then what he said would happen, in fact, did happen. That he would be crucified and that he would rise again in three days. And that's what this passage is about. Because they went to an empty tomb and saw an empty tomb, not knowing what to expect. But they believed in his teachings. And we have continued that on to this day through being grafted in, as we say growing in his grace, in his image and his likeness, in his grace and his knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we read in 1 Peter. This is what we, this is what we are doing. It is active. It is not passive. It's not a one time when we were baptized. It may begin there. But as we grow older, just as we've learned when we were children about the things of this world and about the things that we need in order to live a more full life in this world, the very same thing with our faith so that we could live a more full life, not only in this world, but in the world to come, eternal life. This is the deposit of faith that has been handed down to us. And we have a responsibility of first and foremost, making it real, making it alive, making it personal for each and every one of us, and then handing it down within our families, to our children, to our godchildren, I say this at every baptism, to those around us and to those in the world, even if it's simply or solely by our example, if not by our words we too bring that very same deposit of truth from 2,000 years ago that the myrrh-bearing women and Joseph of Arimathea and then the disciples going forward took and brought to the world. St. Paul tells us in Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world. How often do we see that sadly around us? Society becoming conformed to this world. What is changing? The definition of our even our personhood is changing right before our eyes. The definition of what it means to be male and female. What it means to be married. What it means to be parent what it means to give birth. Everything is changing around us in our world today. 
But we are called. This is our this is our calling and our obligation. If we are to be followers of Christ, to not be conformed to the world, to not be conformed to what is being taught by society, to not be conformed what is being even pushed upon us, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How does our mind get renewed? With knowing, seeking out, and knowing the truth. First, knowing what the truth is. This is, again, the deposit of faith that has been handed down to us today. We must know it. If we care about it, we must know it. And then we must live it. Renewing of the mind is living in the Eucharistic life of the church, the mysteries of the church through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Each and every day, it is a lifelong journey of renewing our mind. It is not a one-time or one-event process. It is lifelong. It is being in the Eucharistic life of the church, meaning receiving the body and blood of our Lord, receiving the mysteries of the church, sharing it with each other in fellowship, in communion. First and foremost, in communion and union with Christ. He entrusted us with this. Think of that. Think of for a moment if those murmuring women that day, even though it says at the end of this gospel they had fear, and Joseph of Arimathea had fear because those who were in religious authority would not only put him out of being part of that, but feared for his life. Think of if they stopped there. And they did not take this message that the angel told them. And the appearances of the Lord, as we heard about last week, that they said, that's too much for me. Someone else will do it. Because I can't do that. Think of that. Where would we be today? But they did do it. At great risk. With great courage. Even though they were amazed. Even though they may have had fear. They did so, and they took this message to the disciples. And we know what the disciples said. This is an idle tale, it says. This, this can't be right. But yet they came and saw for themselves Peter. And then they saw the appearances of the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit, as he promised, came down upon the church. And the birth of the church took place at Pentecost. And then the truth, the truth, the absolute truth, not relative truth, not to be changed based upon where we are or the times we're in or how we feel or to meet our needs. The truth has come to us today. The myrrh-bearing women and Joseph of Arimathea did that for us. The Holy Spirit has brought it to us today. Now what will we do with it? Will we be like them? This small group of women and then this small band of disciples and then the 70 who went out into the world, most of them to their death and martyrdom, 
to take this deposit of faith, this truth that we have today? Shall we be transformed? Shall we be agents of transformation in the world? Or will it be just easy for us to conform to what is around us when it's not popular, when it's not easy, when it may not even be safe, when we may stand alone, we may, we may be ridiculed for it, or we may be deemed as agents of hate even. We do so with love because the divine love the divine love that created us and grafted into that through our baptism and through our participation in the mysteries of the church compels us to teach and preach the truth with love. Let's do so with our actions and at times with our words because our Lord through the Holy Spirit will give us the words and the actions to say at that time when we're called upon to stand upon this very same truth that the myrrh-bearing women, that Joseph of Arimathea, that the disciples of the apostles received, lived, taught, and preached, and brought to the world so that we today, we today inherit that very same gift, the gift that Christ brought to the world and the gift that we so beautifully, so humbly, but so powerfully exclaim when we say Christ is risen from the dead by death trampling upon death and to the, those in the tombs, he is bestowing life. Amen.